0: Five, four, three, two, one, go. Good morning, this is your wake-up call.
1: Welcome to China Jedi Talk where we interview a broad selection of the human race who spawn from different cities, towns and villages in and around China and across the world to talk about life, business, love, strife, places, faces, different races, attractions, distractions, goals and aspirations, creating selections, affections, opportunities and connections. And as always, shining humor, love and light on Chinese life. May the smile be with you. Can I just say that my questions just like yours are just begun? Can I just say that your questions just like mine are just begun? Because it was breaking news. So Albert, before we talk about your story when you arrived in Australia at around 30, I want to just go back. And I want to go back to Hong Kong when you were growing up as a little boy. Now, you were the fourth baby of six in your family. Now, in those days, was that seen as uncommon to have six? No, no,
0: no. no. Um the usual would be about four kids okay. in the family. And we know people who have nine kids in the family. Hong Kong people are from China and China has this long-held tradition of ho- having a lot of kids in the family <coughs> because in the olden days, in a rural community, when you have a strong family, large number of members, uh, you can defend your land you can be protected mm. on your land. Um, uh, you, you can't do anything uh, when you have just two or three members within a family. Then you will link up with the families. They may all do with you. That's my understanding of it. So it is normal common practice in China for ages to have a large family until... Thirty years ago, when the China government decided <laughs> that the population is overgrown, and they stopped uh, families having more than one child, you know, the one-child policy. Yeah. So that's thirty years ago. Yeah. Now they have finished with that, but they have not totally released uh, freedom of giving birth. Yeah. During those thirty years. you have read about it. Uh, those who got pregnant uh, after the first child will have a forced abortion. Mm. And those who disobey can be jailed. And a large number of people we know who wanted a second child went to Hong Kong, America, you have to check second child or my child, mm. but in those days it was hard to travel, so um, there are a lot of illegal children born without reporting their birth yeah. to the uh, local government. Plenty of them, and they can buy the papers, uh-huh. Uh-huh. like a birth certificate. Yeah from the hospital, the way they buy driver's license.
1: (laughs) So, Albert, but going back to when you were born, and you were the fourth of six... I
0: meant not to discuss matters of stupidity. Well this is history, this is history, <laughs> and we're in a,
1: but talking now, I mean to have, to have a family growing up in Hong Kong mm-hmm. and having six kids ah, I think it's yeah. probably not so common. but, but uh, it, it was nowadays. Was common when, yeah, nowadays. Now
0: No, not anymore. Yeah. When I was growing up then. Very common. I was just then depressed. The yeah. so At least four. Tell <coughs> me
1: about... Six is pretty common. You had six <coughs> siblings, five siblings, you were the fourth of the six. Did you have a big house? Did you live in an apartment?
0: I ah, yeah, we in an apartment of 1,400 square feet. 1,400? 1, 1,400. That's a lot. Oh, no, sorry, 140? 140. No, 140 square metres. 1,400. So quite small for six kids, yeah. That was considered a huge flat. Oh, it was considered this a huge <laughs> Okay. You know the FH size. Okay, per Albert. Hit listeners, Albert's looking Kong at me, not right very now. happy
1: when I said that. I'm, I do apologise <laughs> if I've offended you. The 140 square meters. Yeah, is just about. It's a good size. Yeah, it's a good size. Good size. So, what, what did your parents do? Your mum and dad? Uh, d- did they both
0: work? No, my father uh, did not finish primary school. Right in China. They were refugees, of course, like everybody else. I'm talking about many decades ago. They went from China, Canton, Guangzhou, to Hong Kong as refugees, (coughs) escaping the Japanese invasion. Uh (laughs) At that time, only Macau was uh, free from attacks. From the Jap- free from the Japanese invasion, mm. free from bomb attacks, but everywhere else was bombed. Hong Kong was bombed, bombed, uh, not like Frankfurt, being bombed to the ground, not like Frankfurt, but uh, <coughs> scary enough for you to be hiding underground. My parents told me, <coughs> "Yeah." Now they were refugees. <coughs> And my father was rearing um, geese in China to make China roast geese. Ge- ge- geese, animals? Geese. Yeah, yeah, goose. Okay, goose. yeah. It is a huge t- delicacy. Whoa. Very tasty. You can get it now in a good.
1: Whereabouts uh, in China?
0: Uh, so uh, so um, my father was in this business of raising geese and uh, cooking them, roasting them.
1: Where, whereabouts in
0: China? In, in Guangzhou. Okay, yeah, Canton, yeah. Yeah, yeah Canton, yeah. And uh, his customers, it's the Japanese army. <laughs> wow. Yeah, they go to buy his roast geese. Really? And when people ran out of food, which was for a long time, yeah, in China, yeah. But you know, the great famine. You study history, yes. you know. Yeah. When people ran out of food, they come to my father's place. I wasn't born there, all right. I was born in Hong Kong. And my father had sacks of uh, red rice that is used to feed geese. Yeah. yeah, now the rice we eat now is bleached, uh, <coughs> white rice. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> but they have uh, this um, rough rice for duck feed. And really, it is the more nutritious. Absolutely, yeah. Um, Hasn't and been stripped down. Ban, you can In the supermarket now, at you know, like uh, 35 (laughs) mmB a kilo. Um, So, my father stocked up a lot of uh, big shacks of uh, red rice, which is the name of the phone. Name of the wall? It's the name of the cell phone made in China. It is selling for 1600. Redman B. now a piece now the new model called Red Hong Mei Hong Red Rice <coughs> it is selling for 1600 RMB a piece. Well, that's a phone now. It's a cell phone. Oh, yeah, that's not right. Send, it's the same name as uh, yeah. what my father had in his store. Okay.
1: Well, things have changed. Yeah.
0: <laughs> things. Have changed. Yeah.
1: So, <laughs> so, so when you were when, when you were
0: growing up in Hong Kong, though, what was your father doing, Albert? Was he still ah, doing okay. the game? When he or? came to Hong Kong, he had to change completely. Yeah, he changed many, many times. So, <coughs> this, I have to say that he is a good example of a Chinese entrepreneur. Great, yeah. And they are all like that. Yes, they are very good entrepreneurs. They are very good business people. Adaptable, flexible. They may be terrible people, but they are very <laughs> brilliant.
1: Business people, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. So what was he doing then when you were growing up when as a boy? When he first came to Hong Kong, he. Um,
0: <coughs> what did he do?
1: When you were a la- around and you, you know, you'd see your dad in the house. He'd come home from work. You what don't you... see
0: him. Ah. Uh, Hardly. Uh, no, he um, no, ah, it's a long story. He really had he had to give up his life, <coughs> sacrifice himself to be able to run a family. I can imagine. Not just this one. He's got another family. Oh. Of another six kids. Whoa. Yeah. So he's a father of 12 children. Yeah. And this is common in China. A tradition that they brought to Hong Kong as well, which the British government recognized as legal, traditional Chinese, arrangement. Just at the moment. You no, know, you could have
1: how, how a, many ta-ta. how many how many women for those twelve children? Two. Two. Okay. Two.
0: But he had Private. three wives. He had three wives. Okay. <laughs> and and this is normal. This is It was normal. The way we look at it now, yeah. Legally, socially, yeah. It's not no. But got you look at it from his viewpoint, yeah. where he comes from and what he does, he's just doing what everyone else back home is doing. Okay. Whether he's now in Hong Kong or in heaven, yeah. that's the only way of life he knows. Uh-huh. And it's normal for somebody who has the ability to raise three families to have three families.
1: Can you give one one job he was doing while you were growing Ah. up, did you know?
0: He... (coughs) When I was um, an infant, he was running a shoe factory. In Hong Kong? Yes. All handmade leather shoes. Okay. From top to bottom. All handmade. In a little sweatshop, in a... Large flat in Taiwan, Hong Kong. In
1: a flat.
0: In a flat. Yes. Wow. The sweatshop shoe manufacturing facility in is in a flat. Okay. And the lighting uh, was zero. I remember, mother, this, this, you know, six, maybe five, six years ago, I walked into the sweatshop. They were all working head down with a little light, like this. It's all black, pitch black, the entire sweatshop. And he was doing this for a few years. I was a kid then. Until the Korean War, Uh, 1956. That's when he got his first fortune in Hong Kong. Because the American army gave him a huge contract to make army boots. Ah, uh-huh. leather army boots? I took part in putting together <laughs> the army boots. Wow. Did the GI's war to go to war to fight North Korea. Amazing. That was in the 1950s, before you were born, young man. So how old were you when he had
1: you in the factory helping out? Because that's really... No, we were doing it at home. (coughs) And the home was in Kowloon as well? Yep,
0: upstairs from the sweatshop.
1: Brilliant. That's just brilliant.
0: (laughs) Wow. So he he made his first fortune after um, uh, this uh, big contract. (laughs) And afterwards, He had some money, capital, that is, and he was building a building in Canada in Prince Edward. Prince Edward is a district. Prince Edward is (coughs) a name that comes from the British colonial government, you know. The district is called Prince Edward. At that time, there must be Prince Edward Mm. in the... British monarchy, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> <coughs> he made an uh, 11 story structure. Before it's finished, he was going to sell it uh, piecemeal, flat by flat. Yes, okay, sell the apartments off, yeah. Yeah. <coughs> and because he didn't have that much money, he had to fatherland he told me everything yeah uh, and I understood what he was saying okay. fatherland mortgage it with the money built the first level Mortgage the first level with the money built the second level that's how he managed to build eleven uh-huh. levels <clears throat> by the time of completion he had a lot of to pay. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I can imagine, yeah
0: <clears throat> But, again He got away with it Some developer No um, <clears throat> I don't know how Maybe through a developer Somebody came along And bought the entire building Before the construction was complete. Oh, that's right They took over the entire building And gave him the money it became a hospital. Okay. Is they, it still there today? Probably not. Yeah. And he got them a lot of money. Mm. He will pay the mortgages <coughs> and he wanted to not go into manufacturing anymore. The reason, not so much he didn't like the idea. The reason is, he told me he could not carry on with the fuel making business because technology uh, is now catching up with it. You don't make shoes anymore by hand. hand yeah. right. You make shoes with machines and with the rubber, so he, he, he can't invest the money okay, yeah. in the machines because first, you need a market that has a demand for this massive volume of machine turnout product. And he doesn't he didn't make that many and didn't have that many customers. He wasn't sure we can make so many shoes <coughs> and sell them all. If we invest in those machines you have to make huge volume. And the investment is expensive. And the labour could be it's something that is too new for him. He decided he will quit manufacturing so with the money, he bought some real estate and started to manage a um, an inn. An inn? An inn. I-N-N. Like a guest house. Yeah, yeah, a guest house. That's the word. Yeah. He took up half the floor. Of one very large residential building and turned into a guest house. <coughs> travelers? About, yeah, for travelers. In the busiest touristic center of Kowloon. Not far from Peninsula Hotel. Okay. <laughs> you know where it is, yeah? Yeah. Okay. Gotta wear your trousers in the <laughs> peninsula.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> now he was running this. Uh, guest house uh, with very few people. And, uh, well, yeah, uh, from then on, he he was doing fine. We as children, um, we had no money problem. And we knew many, many others uh, had money problems while we were going on. But we also knew many, many others who were like him. A lot of our classmates had parents who are very wealthy. They were also similar entrepreneurs. Refugees to start, and then manufacturers. And then they got into retail, uh, banking, real estate. They all did the same thing. This is typical Hong Kong. That's why. Even now, even now, youngsters have <coughs> the British colonial history of Hong Kong. Albert,
1: <laughs> the guest house. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the guest house that your father ran and established, did you ever work uh, in it? How old no, were you? No.
0: No. He. I was too young. <laughs> I was way too young. And I was a brilliant student, <laughs> okay. so he could hardly ask uh, have asked me to uh, quit schooling yeah. to work for him. Uh, he had another son from the other family ah, we are who 12, was a he? bad a school student, so he asked him to help with running the guest house. I was left to do my own thing, but I hardly see him. When I grew up and came back to Hong Kong, many years ago, I was the only son who um, frequently went to see him because I I was the only one who appreciated what he did. Right. He was hated. Right he was never there. By all his family members, oh. kids, and, and wife. By all his employees, because he was known to be very stingy. To be a businessman,
1: yeah. The be- best businessmen are the most stingy, aren't they? They say.
0: If you don't know how to be cost-conscious, yeah. you'll never make a good businessman. Yeah. You got to know how to. Trim cost. You can say it's, uh, you know, you can say, you can give them any description, but <coughs> cost control is crucial. It's more important than expanding your market, developing new products. If you don't have a ship shape, ship ship ship, yeah. you'll never make it. You've got to have your internal management <coughs> followed then you can talk about how you develop your business um Albert I appreciate what he did yeah that's I understood he had his own principles and he lived uh the way he wanted to live believing in his own values his own traditions um i i I have absolutely no <coughs> <coughs> um, disgust about his behavior because I went out with him quite a lot when I came back when uh, he was getting uh, They say he was uh, uh, too thirsty and whatever. I've seen him being very generous, helping uh, poor people. He, he doesn't give do a way like you, know, you do with charity. There's a way to be charitable without showing off that you are being chari- charitable. Yeah, that's what it was. Okay. I, and so I, 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 you know, I admire. <coughs> that's nice. You go yeah. yeah. It's nice to, nice to hear. Um,
1: yeah, you ask the questions. Your father being an entrepreneur and n- not really around for the children as you were growing Never. up. Never.
0: Never. So
1: your mum obviously played a very important no, role. No. <laughs> in those days, Who was in the house looking after you. Then, yeah. Well, suppose what was your was. mum doing first of all? House away. House Okay, so she nah. was in the house. No, nah. he. Uh,
0: she Did <laughs> you have like eyes? You know, like the modern day. Yeah, we had um, at one time we had three nannies. Okay, I guess at you would a few. Yeah. So she went out and led her own life with her own friends most of the time right but I wouldn't say that she treated us badly okay and she treated me especially well because I was a son in a Chinese family the sons
1: out of the six your six siblings from your mum and dad how many were boys and how many were girls boys okay and, And so your brother was what number you were the my brother was number two so he was older than you yeah but wouldn't that, wouldn't he be looked upon as the most... Oh, yeah, 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 right, yeah. Right, but yeah, you would be yeah, the second. Yeah, okay.
0: yeah, yeah. But somehow I was the favourite. Right. Of the six kids, I was the favourite. I can't see why that by, would be. Yeah, well, I don't know. <laughs> but both parents, by both parents, yeah. <clears throat> I was the favourite. Because I was cute, I was playful, and My I things was... Things have really changed. I was really happy. Was my fa- playful, my did you say? Hmm? Playful. Yeah, playful. I, like I was yeah. very playful. Yeah. Yeah, playful. I was the most playful. Wonderful. Yeah, playful. Yeah, yeah. and the most greedy.
1: Ah. Eating wise. Ah. No. well you to had eat. to play, so you needed to eat for the energy
0: to play. But <coughs> well, I don't know, but uh, I, I love eating.
1: <laughs> playing burns
0: I was, energy. I was, I was very lively. My brother was very quiet. Okay. He's an architect. He is a, my brother. Is an architect. Um I don't know, maybe the imaginative type are uh, less outgoing, less lively, less talkative. Perhaps, maybe yeah.
1: It, but in that family of six, obviously clearly you didn't have a very a strong, maybe you would say, connected father figure or mother figure, you had nannies. How what was your sibling relationship like with your four sisters and brother?
0: Most at night. A Chinese Most family. unlike. In what, what sense? We have bad relationship. Right. So bad I really don't want to talk about it in public. Well I,
1: I'm sure many listeners <laughs> myself, <mine laughs> has stories of family feuds. <sighs>
0: it seems to be a a glitch in I, our human I, I really human society. I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed. We are not on speaking terms.
1: So, out of the six, how many are you on speaking terms with? None. None.
0: But, but you know what, Albert? I wouldn't... This is the only family that I know is like that. Right, All the other families I know have very good family relationships.
1: Can, Can I, can I ask those other families that you say is different to you, they have good relationships. Was their mum... Or father, the mum and dad, were they around more than, than maybe uh, your
0: household? It, I think it may have to do with the growing up stage of uh, life, I think.
1: Do you think the parents were there a bit more? Um, if you think back, was there more of a relationship
0: um, with mum and dad? It has a lot of reasons, I reckon, Yeah, uh, for it to become like that. It has... Well, money, 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 of course, is always a big reason, isn't it? Uh, no, actually money
1: wasn't uh. at all. Well, what was the reason then? Because What's the, the biggest family reason? wasn't lacking in money. Um, but, but I mean, in that case, it can. The yeah, fact that but, there is a lot of money mm, can actually create... A, I mean, I've certainly seen it in my life and in families. Um, it, and it's sad, actually, mm. that, say, one person dies... And the money that's then passed on oh. can cause a massive feud. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that, feud. Is,
0: um, uh, that has to do with inheritance. Now, we don't have that. Okay. <coughs> One thing that we can go into is uh, <coughs> this Chinese custom of um, household <coughs> passing on the inheritance to just a male of
1: this was one of the reasons that caused.
0: No, you no, think? no, no, none, none, none. No, well, Talk about your. Fa- oh my, <coughs> it's a different issue altogether. What was your I was issue? going away from this family relationship issue. <coughs> you know, money was never an issue with us. All my family members have enough money. What's your What do you think is one of the issues, the oh, main issues there? Because it's, many really, it's reasons. really
1: sad to hear that...
0: You too know. many reasons why we are the way we are. I can, I can talk for days, which I've <laughs> never done. Which I've never done when I try not to even think about it. Really? Because just, I'm ashamed. I am ashamed. This is bad. I'm quite ashamed. My brother tried very hard to... <coughs> get us all together I know we tried the oldest brother I know know we tried did you uh, try? no I didn't I know we tried but he didn't try hard enough and it wouldn't do anything either (coughs) money was not an issue and inheritance not an issue but I I didn't want to digress into this inheritance business because it may be of interest to someone like you or so overseas, uh, all In China, um, it used to be, I think it's studies, uh, that the family inheritance goes to just the male offspring. I know of several examples in Hong Kong, when the old man died, and the next generation with so many kids, just like my father, two, three, four families. With about ten to twenty kids, only mm-hmm. the sons get the inheritance. All right. The girls don't. Uh, sometimes it raises um, a few amongst them. Most times, no, because if the will <laughs> leaves you out, why are you? Mm-hmm. Um, so, really, it's a legal issue, more than anything. The will says so, you just everybody follows the will. You know, this is British succession law. You just follow what the will says. You know? Yeah. So... <coughs> if the will's good enough, of course, and yeah. clear enough. But um, it is common even now in Hong Kong when a very well-off uh, entrepreneur... Uh, passed away. His will states clearly who will get the family inheritance and if the male once only. I am known of you, and I have seen a few others in the papers. So what my father did was exactly that. And from this I can see that my father was living the way he believed is correct according to his own tradition and and as far as you know, my father, in his will, catered for the lifelong interest of all three wives. Although they got nothing out of the world, they had a life interest in the assets named in the world, which must generate income until they die, so that this income can be used for their livelihood. Yeah. So my father did what he believed is right, irrespective of uh, traditions or other people's values, s- systems. He did what he believed is right and he did according to his understanding of the traditional practice back home. So he looked after all his kids and looked after all his women for the rest of their life. So from that, I could see my father was being very just, was being very um, um, caring, and he knew uh, what he was doing. And he doesn't care what you think. He does what he believes in, right? Mm. That's why I admire him. When everybody else literally hated his scum. Right. Okay, throw yeah. it. Mm.
1: So, one of his boys, Al- <coughs> Albert, grows up in Hong Kong, yep. goes to university, does a business degree does a master's in law, and then as we spoke about in previous podcasts, gets a job with a Nazi chemical company, ends up in Germany, in Frankfurt, then goes to Thailand for a year, and then marries, not out of love really, but finds himself through that relationship in Australia. Now, to finish talking about your family, what did your father say to you when you
0: got that job with the Nazi chemical company? Was he happy for you? He didn't know. He didn't care. He didn't know that I finished studying. I told him I was going overseas. It it wasn't something on his mind. Now, he had so many kids. He didn't know which one... Where what? No. And I would say to all listeners,
1: heed that warning because I'm on my fourth soon, and I'm going to stop there because I think four. If you divide a circle into four, you have four quarters. That's more than enough that I could possibly focus on. Because as a father, I, I, everyone is different, but would like to be to know if my son was getting a job like you yeah. did, and was at university. Yeah. But uh, I understand he, that very, it was the culture at the time, and... Yeah.
0: and He had no idea, I reckon. He had no idea about a Nazi chemical firm in Germany.
1: Yeah.
0: I don't think he knew anything outside of China. I don't think so.
1: Later in his life, Albert, when you went back to, to look after him
0: or see him, well, did you get to talk to at, him more and at that time that's many many years later uh, he went all over the world we went with him he came to visit us in Australia we went you know touring all sorts of places he then looked at things differently Ah. but but that's from a different point of view but at
1: that time, when you got the job with the chemical yeah, he company, he was, no very,
0: yeah, he was very busy in very busy. He only, only knew. I didn't tell him either. He only knew that I was going to work for a chemical firm. And then when I went overseas, he knew that I was going to go overseas. That's all. Did he know you married Teresa at you know. Yeah, yeah. I what told did, him that. And what did he say? Nothing. Nothing. <laughs> well, we went out to have yum Yeah. No, they didn't speak. I was talking my father, that's all. They didn't speak. But uh, the Chinese um, uh, tradition is very, uh, very uh, different. The parents are not so outspoken uh, with the uh, in-law or uh, the, um, the in-law. yeah in-law. Um, They may be very shy, they may be very conservative, but they don't interact. This is the Chinese uh, um, culture, I think. They are not so warm and forthcoming as the Europeans. They are not so communicative. Basically, they are just very shy, really. Yeah. It's just a natural tendency to keep very quiet. Yeah. It, 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 it is a, a Chinese uh, <coughs> nature of uh, uh, human behavior. Yeah. Um, it doesn't mean they don't like you. It doesn't mean they know about you. It's just that they are just too conservative to be making a statement. They they are just like that. They just human character, that's all. Um, not that they, my father and my uh, future wife then, uh, was uh, in any way uh, whatever. They just. It's just normal that they just don't talk look at each other. Yeah. And my wife future wife then uh, was absolutely uh, that's just so Chinese, you know. Uh, you know, when you live overseas for many years you notice this is just very Chinese. She, she had to head down and turned sideways. All the time. While we're having a cha. Which you don't do when we were sitting at the table that's what she did I don't blame her because she was just dumbfounded she didn't know what to say so no, that, that doesn't mean anything they never even recognize each other I reckon hmm. but can you explain yamcha to the listeners Yum cha. cha you mean like you d- can d- do better dinsan. than I can Yamcha is a Cantonese uh, custom of having Chinese cuisines at the uh, dinner table with a large group of people, mostly family members, and talking more than eating, and drinking Chinese tea along with eating the Chinese uh, petite cuisines. You know, many Chinese dumplings and... Um, so it's, it's like zhao uh, chao, dim sum. Yeah, dim, yeah, similar dim sum. Well, yeah. You
1: read your paper and you... get yeah, it, it, It's kind of, from a, an English perspective, it's like the Chinese kind of pub, lunch, morning. It, it's... it's uh, they're not similar, but... It's, it's kind a
0: typical brunt. Yes. Cantonese style brunch. Yeah. Uh, it is something that you can eat a lot for very little. Yeah, and you you have Chinese tea along with it. It's mainly a um, talk shop yes. uh, arrangement. And you can you can keep talking and not leaving. No one to say a word. And also, um, <laughs> you can be late. And it's fine. You can go early, and it's fine because the cuisines are in very small portions. And uh, you order what you want and it comes in very tiny portions. Mm. And uh, if someone arrive half an hour late, he can join and he can order his favourite portions And anyone anyone that comes to China, especially
1: Hong Kong and Guangdong, must go and experience well, I'd say so, dim sum. but this is a yeah. typical
0: Guangdong yes tradition. You don't get it outside of um, Guangdong do much, I reckon. Mm, no. In Hong Kong it's everywhere. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, some people are addicted to it. They must some Hong Kong people, they must go to Yamcha every morning without fail. Wow. Even by himself, on his own, <laughs> with the newspaper. If even if he has to share a table with six others, he still has to have yam cha in the morning. And it's normal.
1: If you enjoy listening to the China Jedi podcast and want to get involved, either by asking a question, expressing your opinion, good or bad, light or dark, or even appearing as a special guest, then get in touch by emailing our team at info at chinajedi.com. That's info at ChinaJedi.com. May the smile be with you.